Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Welcome, Talk Tuners, to the show where we share stories and memories connected to the music that has shaped our lives. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey, y'all. Stephanie Pena here. What is up? What's up, Talk Tuners? Got a fun show for you today. We are continuing our 90s miniseries, and I'm very excited about that. And Pena, I know that you, speaking of the 90s, also had a few uh, 90s-centric made-for-TV movies around some of these beautiful 90s acts that you found recently. Yeah, man. So 90s forever, right? 90s is in full force. I am seeing 90s all over where it comes fashion, music's getting played hardcore. I love it. So I'm glad that we're doing this uh, this mini series and keeping it going strong. But yeah, you know, Stephanie, to your point. So randomly, I happened to be home on Friday and I started hearing Push It. And I was like, oh, like what like what station am I listening to? You know, I have you know, the TV on and yeah, sometimes I'll have it on Vivo or whatever. But no, girl, it was a Salt and Pepper movie. I didn't even know it existed. So supposedly this came out in 2021. All right. So during pandemic time, where was I? I don't know. Right. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so it's a Lifetime movie. It was uh, directed by Mario Van Peoples. And um, it, it was great, Stephanie, watching it because looking back at our episode, I'm like, man, we nailed, totally nailed their history. It talked about working at Sears, talked about how they met at Queensborough College and all that stuff. It was so good. Um, it's definitely a Lifetime movie. I will say that, you know, I'm not expecting this to have won any type of awards or anything, but it's fun, right? So it was cool. really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, and also, while I happened to catch that flick, I also saw a commercial um, for TLC. So there's this documentary coming out. It's called TLC Forever, Everything Forever, 90s oh, yeah. Forever. TLC Forever. And this is a story of their group and their uh, their music career through the words of T-Boz and, and Chili. And how awesome is that? Very cool. I love that. Yeah. So we know that Left Eye is no longer with us, but um, TLC is one of the biggest female acts ever. And I believe they were like the top in the 90s. They had to have been. They were all over the place. Sorry, I still haven't checked that one out, but I will. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, talk to her, Stephanie. Um, Check it out. I want to talk about this. I absolutely love TLC. Yeah, so looking forward to that. But let's go ahead and pivot and turn it towards today's topic. So, as Stephanie mentioned earlier, we're continuing the 90s miniseries. And today we are talking about a group that has been allowing us to shake our asses in the best way since 1997. This group, this song was everywhere. I am talking about no other than Daft Punk and their hit Around the World. such a trip. They're such a trip in the best way. They're so unique in what they do and they know it and they know what they bring. Mm-hmm. 
It's a lot of visuals. It's a lot of fun. It's bringing house music to the masses. But Daft Punk is composed of Thomas Bangalter and Guy Manuel de Homom Cristo and their robot alter egos. And they are Parisian. And they spent 28 years together before finally deciding to dissolve Daft Punk in 2021. And I do want to start with their dissolution and talk about it with you, Talk Tuners, because the reason they broke up is actually such a hot topic today. It's fascinating because so much of their personas based on these, you know, mysterious robot personas. But the main reason they broke up was actually related to AI, which go Daft Punk. That's a very good prediction. And that's <laughs> a pretty good, you're pretty ahead of the curve if you thought, hey, should we be paying attention to this? What happens now? But uh, Thomas Bangalter suggested he wanted to distance himself from technology and its influence of AI on creativity. So Ooh. he told the BBC, Daft Punk was a project that blurred the line between reality and fiction with these robot characters. It was a very important point for me and Guy Manuel to not spoil the narrative while it was happening. And he said, I love technology as a tool, but I'm somehow terrified of the nature of the relationship between the machines and ourselves. Now the story has ended. It felt interesting to reveal part of the creative process that is very much human-based and not algorithmic of any sort. We were always on the side of humanity and not on the side of technology. As much as I love this character, the last thing I would want to be in the world we live in, in 2023, is a robot. So much to unpack in this quote, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I do want to give you some props on the uh, enunciation of their name, Stephanie. That was beautiful. <laughs> Probably wasn't right. Props. No, it sounded good to me, but better than how I would pronounce it. But yeah, <laughs> robot alter ego. So Daft Punk is in general, like they sound digital, right? Like around, around. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, when I started, I started doing my little robot dance because yeah, absolutely. Daft, yeah. Daft Punk. They sound digital. They sound like they were in the future, right? Especially back in the 90s. Let's put this in perspective when they hit the stage. I mean, we we don't have the technology that we do now, right? So I do find it super interesting that that's the reason why they parted. One of the reasons. I'm sure there was plenty more. But yeah, I mean, robot alter egos. I'm kind of like still stuck on what's my spirit animal, you know? <laughs> I... That's something I think about. What's my spirit animal? And these guys are talking about fucking being robots. Like, that's that's a whole different... <laughs> What's next for us, Stephanie, on this show? What's next for us is our robot alter egos. So by next episode, I hope you choose yours. Oh, oh yeah. It's definitely not... What was the name? Rosie, right? From the Jetsons? That was yeah. the name. Sure's fucking Rosie. So I need to figure this one out. Um, but... <laughs> This is wild! Like, I love them even more! So, yeah, and if Daft Punk, yes, they sounded digital, but, you know, you know, you're bringing up, of course, house music. House music brings the masses together. It's all about the feeling. It's all about the vibe. Um, it's all about the experience. And, man, did they put on a show. And, yeah, Around the World was, I mean, just going back to 97, I really wasn't listening to this type of music. For me, this was super new. Mm -hmm. It was different. Um, you know, I know there's probably plenty of listeners on the line that were, you know, that are house fans or whatnot. I mean, the closest thing I could think of is disco, right? I love disco. 
I don't know why, but I absolutely do. Yeah. I listen to disco at least three times a week, especially yeah. if I'm in a shitty mood. And uh, I'm really, really happy that we have a great memory of seeing these folks in the flesh. Yeah, we have such a fun memory of seeing, of all places, Daft Punk in the desert. So if you go back and listen to our Tears for Fears episode, Talk Tuners, we talk about uh, our Vegas trip. And we realized we had an opportunity to talk a little bit more about what it was like to see Daft Punk play in the desert. So picture it. It's uh, 2007, and it's the Vegas Festival, now defunct Vegas Festival. It was an annual music and arts festival that took place around Halloween, Iran. 2005 to 2007 in Las Vegas. And we happened to see it during its last year. Um, Although the festival itself did not know that it was its last year. So we just fortuitously happened to catch it. And it was not only Daft Punk. uh, It was, they were headlining one of the nights, but it was also Rage Against the Machine, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, Muse, The Shins, Cypress Hill, Queens of the Stone Age, Mo, Public Enemy, Thievery Corporation, MIA, Mastodon, Ghostface Killa, and there was even more. So just to paint the picture that this was quite the multi-day festival, it was an incredible bill. And seeing Daft Punk as the headliners on that Saturday night was something we were really looking forward to. Yeah, because it was like going to the club. Yeah, we knew it was going to be, they were going to put on a great show. We didn't know what to expect, but we knew it was going to be totally incredible. And they did not disappoint. We're standing there in the field. (laughs) We're waiting for them to come on. And all of a sudden, this giant mirrored pyramid comes up from the floor. And Daft Punk was there, like officially in the house in every way. They come (laughs) out. They're in their robot space jam helmets at the top of this pyramid. It's absolutely this awesome retrospective of their hits. They opened with Robot Rock. They, of course, did one more time. And then, uh, of course, around the world. And so we're we're dancing and we're dancing and we're in their groove. And their groove, you can't really, you know, it's like they create something where you're like, you're vapor locked in the moment. And you don't even mm-hmm. know, you can't stop, your body's going, your body's going. And, uh, and we're just dancing, dancing, dancing out there in the desert. And at some point we realized it's been quite a while and that the show was still going on and that there was one concert bus heading back to civilization because this is the outskirts we're in the vegas desert and this is in the days of uh, uber was not around yet so we're dancing and we're locked into world around the world and we keep going it's like we wanted to stop dancing but we could not because we were locked in under this daft punk spell so we look at each other and we were like we have to find this concert bus or we're going to get left in the desert And if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that a big theme is almost missing the concert bus. That seems to be a thing that's happened to us many, many times. (laughs) So we realize what's happening and we start running. We run into the field. We find the bus. It's almost completely full at this point. And then we realize they were not going to let us on. And we informed them, like, no, we're going to get on this bus. Like, we're going to get on this bus. Thank you. And I think we, like, if I recall, Stephanie, you were like, here we go. And you kind of, like, elbowed your way in. And you're like, come on. Come on. And I kind of <laughs> yeah. came up behind you. 
and I we uh we kind of forced our way in the bus. Yeah, we had to. We're trying to be fucking stuck there. Get out of here. There, I mean, no, I mean, no offense on the producers, but I'm like, maybe part of the reason why it's no longer here is they didn't have their fucking logistics together. Get, I mean, shit, we had a great time, but yeah, I mean, we were there all day. Like, yeah. hell no, we're not being stuck here. Yeah. Hell no. There was no other what? option. Yeah. It was yeah. like, we have to get on this bus. So we muscled we our way in. <laughs> yeah, we paid for it. Yeah, exactly. We're like, no, no, no. It's the last bus. We're going to be getting on it. Uh, we we elbowed our way through kind of against their protests, but we managed to avoid getting left in the desert with Daft Punk, um, who were like, you know, they were such uh, magicians there in the desert. It's like they were leading the crowd to their dance destinies, like Moses leading folks through the desert. I've <laughs> Really never seen anything like the spell that Daft Punk cast on that desert musically, right? Yeah, I agree. Totally agree with you. And half the reason why we were dancing, because we were exhausted. Hey, this is, yeah. I'm looking at this now, talk tuners, y'all, if you listen regularly, you know I recently went out to the Sick New World Festival in Vegas. So now going through an all-day music festival two times, the desert itself really just does a number on you because it doesn't matter what time of year you go during the day, it's going to be hot, right? Desert weather, warmer during the day, cooler in the evening. And I know that just, I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I remember like literally feeling the ground vibrating. So yeah. we were dancing, but <laughs> we were also getting some help. <laughs> and and yeah, it was it was the highlight. I mentioned it was like going to the club. Back in the 90s, early 2000s, we went to clubs. That's what we did. There was a culture. It was exciting. And yeah, it was a big-ass, wonderful dance party. Everybody yeah. was having a good time. We were so exhausted that they, re- they gave us our 50th wind because yeah. it was so much fun. So much fun. And I didn't, we didn't want to leave the set. We couldn't, we didn't actually finish it. We could hear it from the bus, of course. But yeah, because we knew we had to jet. Yeah. That sucks. (laughs) Yeah. That that completely sucks. But they bought, it was so great just to watch them do their thing. And I, I will admit, because since I'm not the biggest house fan, there are select bands that I like. Yes, I like Daft Punk. We're talking about them for a reason. But I didn't know what to expect from an actual performance. Was I going to be bored? You know, because I'm used to seeing people, you know, perform with the full band, you know. And I was like, what What do I expect? Because this group, they didn't go on and show their faces. It wasn't like, oh, what is so-and-so wearing? Yeah, we knew they were going to be dressed up like robots because that's what they do. Yeah, And they brought visuals. They really, they're just captivating the light show, everything. It was just a lot of fun. And I'm so glad we got to do this. And it gave me more appreciation for house music. Uh, (laughs) Doing research for this, came across the video. Have to talk about the video. All right, y'all, this video is so wild. So it's a small stage, right? It's a group of different people dressed up. There's a group of women in in sequenced, full body um, swimsuits with caps that match. Yeah. Um, and there are mummies. There are skeletons. There are these large figures that have little tiny heads. Like, I don't know. They're probably on stilts or something. Of course, they have to be. 
but they are literally like marching around the stage, going up and down the stage, marching. The mummies at one point are lying down and kicking their legs. <laughs> yeah. Random shit. And then, of course, <laughs> here comes the duo dressed up in their robots, but the robot uniform, uh, you know, costumes, but they have others. So they're just actually going around. It's a, it's a circle stage. They're going around the whole perimeter, just marching around the world. And that's it. And then there's like this grid. It looks like a Connect Four. Um, just a bunch of, <laughs> you know, y'all remember that game Connect Four. But it's just literally just a bunch of circles in the back with just, just lights. And that's it. That's the video. And guess what? It's entertaining as fuck. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And looking at their other work, they always have those really fun out there, you know, space theme type of, in some way or another, um, videos. And I absolutely loved it. So I enjoyed watching that. And here's another thing. Okay. Yes. I appreciate you for house music. I love Daft Punk. I'm not, I'm not a diehard. What really, really makes me so surprised that this is so good is that the song itself, all they say is around the world. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. It's repetitive, around the world, sound of digital. It's the beat, right? So, of course, it's house music. It's more about the beats than it is the actual lyrics. But that is all they say. Now, here's the deal, Talk Tuners. I want to throw out there, and I want to know who on the line knows how many times they say around the world. So, when I was... <laughs> doing research for this naturally you know google gives you all different rabbit holes you can go down well they had a little snippet from a uh, lyric genius and i just had to click on it and then i saw you know it looks like star wars you know eight stars just like just around the world just that's all it said down the whole page and i kind of stopped laughing so i want to know who knows how many times they've said this i also learned that on the album the song is seven minutes and nine seconds, but for the radio, it was edited to four minutes and one second. So <laughs> it's wild. Talk tuners, if you can tell us how many times they say it, there's a little pin button in it for you. You can reach out to us at Stephanie's talktunes at gmail.com, just as an aside. I just want to give them some props because they brought house. They brought EDM to the mainstream. They are the Kings, you know, and I'm thinking now I'm actually gearing up wanting to go see the gorillas, which are, yeah. you know, definitely in the same vein. Um, they're European as well. They're blur, same band. They're like, the, yeah. you know, for those folks that don't know, if you like the band blur from the nineties, guess what? They flipped and went a different style and do the gorillas. So they're fantastic. And there's a hundred percent influence there. So that Punk forever, man, for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny because even though they were big at that time, I'm wondering if talk tuners really think chronologically and realize how much bigger they got. Right. Cause if you're doing the mm -hmm. math here, this is 2007. So what hadn't come out until years later was their actual biggest album, Random Access Memories. Which that was a good is, one. I love this album. It has Get Lucky, Lose Yourself to Dance. Uh, those were the big ones. My favorite's kind of the fascinating uh, Giorgio by Morador. Mm -hmm. It's about legendary producer uh, Morador. And he said he's a fan, right? He said... Uh, I'm a fan of One More Time before he ever worked with the group. 
And so it's his voice and story on this album track. And on the track, he states, my name is Giovanni Giorgio, but everybody calls me Giorgio. And (laughs) it features excerpts from a two-day interview with him conducted by Daft Punk. And they splice the highlights over the song that they'd written previously that is in the style of Mordor. So I thought that was really cool. Talk Tuners, Mordor is just this amazing producer. He's worked with everybody from uh, Donna Summer to Sparks. I've definitely documented my love of Sparks on this show. Um, He worked on their song, Number One Song in Heaven. And he's great. This guy was so far ahead of his time, could do an episode just about him. But I thought it was so cool that Daft Punk's like, we're going to acknowledge kind of our roots, where we were able to go, right? Where we were able to go musically because of Morador. So I really love that album. I feel like that isn't always talked about when we talk about that album. So just wanted to make sure that folks knew and give those props. Because Random Access Memories is up there. I think it's in my top 20 of all-time albums. Nice. I I love that album so much. It's a snapshot of a moment in time. But as folks know, it's got Niles Rogers, Julian Casablancas, Pharrell Williams. They know how to collaborate. I think collaboration is the key to really staying current. So just props to them because that's a it's a near perfect album for me every time. Yeah, no doubt. And partnering up with Pharrell Williams, yeah, they knew what they were doing. Pharrell's the fucking man. Like yeah. this guy started off in the early nineties with Neptunes and you know, NERD back in two thousand eight, I want to say is when their first album came out. Hot as shit, won a million awards. I mean, it's kind of like folks that like back in the day, or even no, let's talk about now. Folks that collaborate with like Missy Elliott now, they know they're going to get some hype. They're going to get some attention. So Daft Punk sure as fuck me with what they were doing. Um, And I get lucky. I don't know one person that doesn't like that song. Absolutely. I have never, ever heard it or known and been like, oh, yeah. I like this song. Or just bop their head. Then they'll be like, oh my God, this song sucks. <laughs> no, it's great. No, it's amazing. <laughs> it is great. So yeah, mad props to that. That what a what a great combination. Um and uh I'm sad they're not together anymore. That makes me real sad, but who knows? People get back together all the time, right? Maybe they just needed a vacation. And you know, ironically, it's like maybe through the power of AI. They will get back together once they figure out a way in which they want to harness it, right? How do we harness technology for good? True. Absolutely. I want to read up more on that. That's so interesting. Yeah. And just, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't expect that from them, but that's so cool. Like, yeah, I love that. So thanks for bringing that up, Stephanie, man. This has been fun. Um, I'm ready to go dance. You know, I need to, I need to shake it. And just really side note, I have to mention this since we're talking about 90s stuff. So, Seth, you remember the song Rump Shaker by Rex yeah. and FX? Mm-hmm. So the, the tagline, all I want to do is do a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Yeah. Pharrell wrote that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> just he's, random. He's so cool. Random. Anyway, so so good. I'm, I'm ready to go dance now. We were talking about the good stuff. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dancing right now Hell as yeah. we speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we go dance, talk tuners, we're just going to say, come follow us on your social of choice. We're out there. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're Stephanie's Talk Tunes. On Twitter, we're Stephanie's Talk. You can reach out directly to us at Gmail, Stephanie's Talk Tunes at gmail.com. 
if you know the answer to how many times they say around the world, you will win a little pin button. So reach out on that. Mm-hmm. Easy shortcut to all things Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes at stephaniestalktunes.com, where you can find all of our episodes plus any kind of merch that you would possibly enjoy. You can also rate us on Good Pods. That has been tremendously helpful. Stephanie, I saw that yesterday we hit number one on Good Pods music history charts. So I'm just going to take the time to celebrate that and just have some real gratitude towards the folks that are listening to us that got us there. Because good Lord, that means so much. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. High five, Steph. So Stephanie and I do not live in the same state. So we're doing some virtual high fives here. That's dope. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us. We are a proud member of the Pantheon Network. Um, Check out our brothers and sister podcast. They've got good stuff all around. Anything music related, you will find something there um, that will entice you. And I appreciate your time, guys. I got to go dance now. This is Stephanie Pena. I'm out. Peace out, Talk Tuners. Stephanie Myers. We'll see you in two weeks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.